to the Gateway to the Smokies podcast. This podcast is about America's most visited national park, the Great Smoky Mountains National Park, and the surrounding towns. This area is filled with ancient natural beauty, a deep storied history, and rich mountain cultures that we explore with weekly episodes. I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, a man of the world, but also with deep roots in these mountains. My family has lived in the Great Smokies for over 200 years. My business is in travel, but my heart is in culture. Today, we're going to talk about Jackson County, North Carolina. But first, let's talk about some sponsor messages. I want you to imagine a place evocative of motor courts of the fast, past, yet modern and vibrant with a chic Appalachian feel, a place for adventure and for relaxation. Imagine a place where you're fish, you can fish in a mountain heritage trout stream, Grill the catch on a fire and eat accompanied by fine wines or craft beers. Imagine a place with old-time music and world cultural sounds. There is no other place like the Meadowlark Motel in Maggie Valley. Your Smoky Mountain adventure starts with where you stay. Another sponsor is Smoky's Adventure. Smoky's plural, adventure singular, dot com. The Smoky Mountains and surrounding areas are a vacation destination for all seasons. Some of the nation's best hiking trails, waterfalls, outdoor adventures, and family entertainment can be found right here. Start your adventure by using SmokiesAdventure.com to explore all the wonderful features of the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. That includes trails and waterfalls, Cades Cove, where a lot of the elk are, and more. Then check out all the awesome family attractions and entertainment you and your entire family can enjoy. And don't hesitate to look for places to hold outdoor life events like weddings and honeymoons, because we have it all here in the Smokies. The goal of SmokiesAdventure.com is to become the leading information portal for adventures and experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains. I want to tell you about an event coming up. And it's at the Meadowlark Motel, and it's a fly fishing camp. What be- what's better for the soul than throwing a line upstream, watching it pass, doing it again and again, and perhaps getting a bite? All anglers know that fly fishing isn't only about reeling in the big one. All that, although that always gets our heart a-jumping, fly fishing is about being one with the river and its magnificent presence while witnessing a valuable ecosystem. The Metalord Motel is offering a fly fishing camp weekend on April 15th through the 17th of 2022 in the Smoky Mountains in Maggie Valley. Our goal is to bring like-minded people together to bond and become friends through fly fishing, food, drinks, stories, and campfires. There'll be fishing tales and beverages and food and lodging. And then there'll be a half day of instruction and then a four or five hours of intense fishing on a regional trout stream, plus the whole backyard of this mountain, the Meadowlark Motel has a mountain heritage stocked stream with rainbow trout and brown trout to to fish at your pleasure and practice what you learn. So be sure to come out there. And again, there'll be free food and campfires and lodging. Call 828-926-1717 to reserve your uh, your place at this weekend's, it's this coming weekend's fly fishing camp. 
We're talking about fly fishing, and, there, and we're also be talking about Jackson County, which has a little bit to do with fit, with trout fishing. So I found a poem by a call by a woman named Mrs. Eunice B. Lamberton, which she wrote in 1873, called Trout Fishing. Give me a rod of the split bamboo, a rainy day or a fly or two, a mountain stream where the eddies play and mists hang low or the winding way. Give me a haunt by the furling brook, a hidden spot in a mossy nook. No sound save for the hum of the drowsy bee or lone bird's tap on the hollow tree. The world may roll with its busy, with its busy throng and phantom scenes on its way along. Its stock may rise, its stocks may fall. Ah, what care I for its baubles all? I cast my fly over the troubled rill, luring the beauties by magic skill. With a mind at rest and a heart at ease and a drink and drink delight at the balmy breeze. A lusty trout to my glad surprise, speckled and bright on the crest arise, then splash and plunge in a dazzling world. Hope springs anew as the wavelets curl, gracefully swinging from left to right, action so gentle, motion so slight, tempting, enticing on craft, intent till yielding tip by the game is bent. Drawing in slowly, then letting go under the ripples where the mosses grow, doubting my fortune, lost in a dream, blessing the land of forest and stream. That was a beautiful poem, and it's repeated quite often in a lot of fishing clubs around the United States. Uh, so I have a, a, a guest here today who knows a little bit about uh, trout because uh, he comes from a county that's famous for its trout fishing. His name is Kelly Donaldson, and he, Donaldson, and he's a graduate of Pisgah High School in Canton, which is which is the arch nemesis of my alma, alma mater, Tuscola uh, <laughs> High School. And he's also a graduate of Western Carolina University in Cullowee, NC. And um, Donaldson spent 15 years as a, a sports journalist and editor of various publications in Western North Carolina and Georgia. But for the last eight years, he has been an assistant director of the Jackson County, North Carolina Chamber of Commerce. How are you doing, Kelly? I'm great. It's hard to follow that poem. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I think I, I got into that poem, didn't I? I haven't done that uh, a, a little bit of a dramatic reading like that in a while. <laughs> I may have to borrow that sometime. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Get me to ham it up a little bit, right? <laughs> <laughs> that is great. Very So nice. you started your career as a technical writer and then executive assistant in sales and marketing. Was that your long-term career plans to be involved in technical and marketing fields? Um, sort of, I uh, always kind of thought that I would be in some kind of media, uh, form. And, um, I wish that the job market was like it is today back when I was looking for a job out of college, cause it was, it was tough to, to find what I wanted to, to go into. So you kind of had to take what you could get. And that was as, as close as I could get at the time, right out right. of college. <laughs> cool. And what, and what, what were you, what would you think, what were the learning foundations you got in your original, the first careers that you had? Oh, wow. The first job I had, it was working for a private investigation company. Oh my and goodness. They did like workers compensation cases. Uh -huh. So uh, the investigators would go out 
and take video of someone that's, you know, had laid out of work for six months with a, an injury they, they accrued at Walmart or somewhere. And then they would send back their handwritten notes and I had to type it up and make it sound nice for a court <laughs> docket. <laughs> <laughs> so we saw so, some interesting things come across our desk on video. <laughs> so it was legal techno technical in a sense. Yes, right? it wasn't very creative or exciting, but oh, it was wow. it was my first my first job. <laughs> well then how did you then right after that you transitioned to becoming a sports editor. How did you make that jump? That's a pretty different uh, line of work. It is that that's what I wanted to do. That was the the goal coming out of college. So I finally, finally got it. Um, I got an opportunity to work over in Brevard in Transylvania County uh, for the Transylvania Times. It's been there uh -huh. a, long, a long time. It's still a great paper. And uh, Stella Trapp uh, was the one that hired me. She's a she's a legend in North Carolina journalism. So um, just kind of cut my teeth over there and uh, started covering Brevard high school football games and all their sports, um, Brevard College athletics and Rosman High School. And, and when school was out, uh, I was able to do some features uh, on different topics. I did one on log cabins one summer and I did one on bluegrass music one summer. And just some of the things that I really enjoyed and, and had an interest in. So it was a good way to get out and meet the community that I didn't already know in the high school sports world. <laughs> oh, cool. You know, this area, this, this area, high school sports is a pretty important, uh, a pretty important thing. <laughs> it's amazing. It really oh, is. Just all, all right. across the region, you know, just coming from Pisgah, I know how important it is there. And, and my parents grew up, you know, going to Canton high school when they were winning, you know, state championships back in the day. And, um, Brevard's no different. You know, they, they had some state championships. They actually had the first uh, integrated uh, football team in the state. So they, they had a, a great history there as well. So, and then, you know, it's the same, the same out through here in Silva and, and going out to Murphy and in those areas. Oh man, I, I, that was a long trip to go out to Murphy to play, but I remember we did that once or twice. So and, yeah, it's oh, a tough, yeah. <laughs> that, was a tough that was a tough trip. Uh, yep. So then you, uh, after, after doing a spin as uh, a spin as sports editor, you got to be the editor of the Crossroad Chronicle and Cashiers. How was That's that experience? Yeah. It was great. It was great. I went from Brevard to uh, Morganton and worked there a couple of years and then went to uh, Gainesville, Georgia and worked there a few years. And each, each of those places were dailies. So I'd kind of gone from being like a, a biweekly to a, a daily newspaper at both of those. So going to Georgia, I kind of got more into the like Georgia Bulldogs and Georgia Tech and the Braves and the Falcons and, and bigger, bigger sports. And then just you know, it's a tough life. It's when you think about when you like to watch sports and when the greatest sports games are on, it's, uh, you know, it's late at night and it's on the weekend. So it doesn't do much for your social life. So uh, coming to cashers, it gave me a, a chance to work more of a, a nine to five schedule and, and kind of expand, you know, my abilities beyond sports. I was covering more county commissioner meetings and, and things like that. <laughs> so you got to cover a lot. What was the biggest story you covered at the time? Oh, wow. Um, just how they cope with growth up there. Just, you know, they're, they're not really incorporated and just the influx of, of tourists there and how they cope with it, but yet not be incorporated. It's, it's a challenge up there, but they, they make it work. <laughs> they make it work. What were, were, were tourism coming up there for mountains or waterfalls? What were they coming up there for? I think so. The cooler weather, you know, it's a lot of people from, 
Florida and, and Georgia that that want to come up yeah, here. That's, yeah, summertime. Much, yeah, a lot of a lot of that's similar to the, this area too. You know, it like, is. It's very similar. It's kind right. of a a ghost town uh, in the winter time, which is you know some, the locals like it. <laughs> yeah, Maggie goes from a few thousand to a few hundred. <laughs> that's correct. That's exactly. Correct. <laughs> All right. Well, we got to take a break already, and we'll come back and we'll talk more about uh, Jackson County. That sounds great. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. This is Joseph Franklin McElroy back with the Gateway to the Smokies podcast and my guest, Kelly Donalds. So, Kelly, uh, you left um, the, 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 cross, the Crossroads Chronicle, right, uh, about after eight, seven, eight years. And, the, and you went into something called Main Street Silvertine. You, you made a big transition, didn't you, from being an editor writing game into all of a sudden sort of community work how, how did that happen <laughs> it's it's really been a natural progression uh, when when i think about what i'm actually doing at the chamber but um when i was there at the paper and cashers uh i became really involved in the community doing volunteer work and i was asked to be on the the board of directors that they have their own uh chamber of commerce and cashers um so i was on their board of directors for a few years and just immediately fell in love with it. Um, it was just very interesting planning events and then uh, just everything invo involved with what the Chamber of Commerce does in the community. So uh, just kind of got to know people and got more involved in the community and, and realized that's what I wanted to do. 
And this opportunity came up in Silva. And uh, so I, I jumped on it and, and it's been a great fit. Just, you know, you, writing press releases, you know, I probably do that once a week at least. And, you know, taking photographs at the newspaper, I'm taking, I'm the guy that's always walking around our events, taking photographs and videos and things like that. So it's, it's a really natural progression, you know, at the newspaper, I was uploading a lot of stuff to our Facebook pages and websites. And that's kind of the same thing I'm doing. At so the, the nuts paper. and bolts of it is very similar, right? It, yeah. it really is. I, I've never yeah. really thought about that, but it, yeah. they're very similar. Cool. Well, you know, we were really excited to have you join us for, uh, for the, you know, for the, you know, for the reasons, because, uh, you know, a big part of what we do is letting our noted naughty audience know about great things and people and places and regions and uh, allowing us to be their base camp for creating their own memorable experiences of the Smokies. Absolutely. And especially if we can get them to come to our Metal Ark Motel, but in <laughs> general. <laughs> sure. Uh, and, and then, like you said, you know, you're, you're using the same sort of ta- you know, tactics and techniques to promote Jackson County. Is Absolutely. that a fair statement? Yeah. Is that what, you know? It really is. You know, I think we are, we're all just, you know, when I first started, you know, in Brevard, it was just, you know, it was old school, like using glue, you know, taping <laughs> the copy onto the board on a piece of paper and, and, and shooting it that way on plates. And, yeah. you know, now it's just, you know, the, wow. the social media world has just changed everything. It's oh, just, my God. You know, my first my first ever effort at promoting something, believe it or not, using technology was in the in the early 90s. I, I was I became one of those mass factors. I was one of the ones they made a law not, not to do it anymore. <laughs> but all I was doing was mass faxing out my resume and looking for computer consulting work. But right. I sort of helped invent that. But, that, you know, that was like before that, nobody knew how to get their information out other than spending money on a stamp to everybody, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so amazing. It has changed a lot, right? I remember shooting uh, – pictures at football games and you know it would be monday before i ever saw the pictures because we did it on film and you yeah. know, we'd drop them off at cvs or walgreens on <laughs> saturday morning and i'd get them back on monday and you know oh. now if i go to an event you know i can post it up to our facebook page just right there immediately so it's, it's yeah. just amazing how i think it's changed my first job with ibm i was a p- computer programmer I would pro- program for these big, com- what was called community communications controllers, but I never even saw one for the first two years I had the job. <laughs> I would just write code and send it off and then it'd come back in these big dumps of hexadecimal codes. It was crazy. But anyway, it's a, it's a new world. It is. You know, what else is exciting about you is you, uh, you work with your wife, Julie, just like I work with my wife, Simone. Uh, but she's technically your boss. Uh, and I, so yes. I, I guess I could relate to that. <laughs> my wife, Simone, and I own the, you know, the Metal Arc and the Heritage Center. And, and we, we also run some other businesses. So uh, I really appreciate the fact. How is it, how is it for you juggling family and business obligations together? Sure. It, it's been great. Uh, I really uh, don't have any complaints. It's just as smooth as it can be. It's uh you know, we're best friends, most of all, and um, just, you know, we keep our work at work and our home stuff at home and don't try to, yeah, you know, it's not a, something that we do consciously, I think. It's just kind of naturally how we do it, and um, and it works great. I think a lot of it has to do with we really enjoy what we're doing. You know, it's like it doesn't seem like work when you're having fun, and and that's kind of how we are. We just, we, we both kind of do different things at the chamber, so we're not constantly 
you know, at each other's necks working on the same project. It's she's got her skills and I've got mine. And, you know, we we really don't spend a lot of a ton of face-to-face time at work, but it's just, we love it. And on the weekends, we'll find random moments where we'll be like, Hey, here's an idea for something at work. Just put this on the back burner till we get back on Monday. (laughs) Yeah. So it's it's great. Well, now what do you have? 600 members now or, or we do, we have about 400 members and within those 400 members, there's about 600 individuals associated with those businesses. So it's, that's a, that's a good number of businesses. All those are in, uh, in Silva. They I mean, are well, Jackson, Jackson County. Jackson and then County. we have a random handful that might be in Haywood County or in Macon County or, or kind of just on the outskirts, but most are in, in Jackson County. Cool. Well, let's talk some about, about some of the projects, uh, the, the cool projects you got going on in Jackson County, because I think that they, there's people who like to be involved with some of this and come visit you for, for some of these. Absolutely. So, so you, you know, let's start with the improvements you've done to the Pinnacle Creek Park. Are, yeah. Aren't you adding a, a world-class mountain bike trail there? They are. That is something that our town of Silva, that's their property. And they're working with our uh, Tourism Development Authority and, uh, and some other organizations, to, like SORBA, the bicycling organization, uh, to, do, to extend it and make it more bike-friendly, make it longer. Um, so that's something that they're working on. It just got certified as a certified forest therapy trail. Mm-hmm. And that was something that they, the town and the tourism development authority worked on together. And then they're constantly trying to make improvements to it's, it's a, I don't know if you've been up there or familiar with, but it's, it's pretty strenuous. It's a, it's a good hike and it's kind of rocky. So, um, you know, they, is it? it is about three and a half miles up three and a half back for seven miles. And they're constantly kind of, you know, however you can go at it different ways and make it almost like nine miles if you want to. Um, and it just, it just, they're constantly improving it. We're doing some cool things at the chamber uh, where if you make it to the top, you know, if you take a picture, you can come back down. We've got a log book in our chamber where people can come in and sign the log book kind of, I, I tackled the pinnacle and we've got stickers that we give them and we'll, take your picture and make a little post that you've made it up pinnacle and just things like that to kind of add some fun to it. It's, we've got, you know, a lot of waterfalls and hiking trails around us, but pinnacle's the one that's, you know, when you're on main street and Silva, you can see it from main street. So it's the one that's closest to us. So it's, it's cool. And um, would you, would, would you say, say it's safe to say that Western North Carolina in general, especially Haywood County and Jackson County and Asheville have really, um, really stepped up the game to become uh, mountain bike uh, central, right? I think so. I mean, it's, it's a great place to do it. You know, there's just yeah. all kinds of, um, you know, I mean, just, you know, we're the, we're the trout capital, uh, but, you know, fishing's great in Haywood County. Fishing's great in <laughs> Pennsylvania County. You know, it's, it's, it's really, you know, Western North Carolina is just a special place in general. And, uh, but, you know, mountain bike, we're getting a lot more requests for that. We're getting our town board is right now, you know, juggling, putting in a skate park. It's just, you know, things that yeah. you, know, you, you have to kind of listen to what the public wants. And, and that may not be my thing, but it's, there's enough uproar about it to they're considering it. So that, that's so kind you, of cool. You mentioned uh, you know, Jackson County being the, the North Carolina trout capital. How did that come about? Did you have something to do with that? A little bit. When I first started at the chamber, Julie had kind of already got the ball down the road on that. Some, she had created the, WNC fly fishing trail 
which is 15 spots in Jackson County on along the Tuckasegee River, which runs north and south um, up Jackson County. So after that, we've got the uh, record rainbow trout in Jackson County. We get stocked with more trout than any other county in the state. So it was just kind of all these things came together to kind of, she'd come up with the idea, let's be the trout capital. So when I joined, that ball was already rolling. So I just kind of helped get behind it and push a little bit. <laughs> so, so yeah, in general, Western North Carolina is great for trout fishing everywhere. It really is. But you guys took the ball to get uh, the the ball to claim it, right? Yeah. It really is. Yeah, yeah. We, we did. And, you know, Swain County is a great place. And, you know, I, there's not a bad place to fish in Western North yeah, Carolina. Really, yeah. So it's, but it's just a big effort and it's been real popular. We've got, uh, you know, the fly fishing trail map. It's one of our most popular things that we do. It's, you know, we get. Now, is the Western North Carolina fly fishing trail? That's more than just uh, Jackson County, right? No, it's Jackson County only. It's, it was something. Western, that, the fly fishing trail is, uh, is Jackson uh, County only? It is. Yeah. It's something that. You got to expand that out. Hey, we're trying to get them over to, get them over to Jay Creek. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I, we we hear that a lot so yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's uh it's a lot to keep up with you know julie works very hard every day she tries to to get we've got uh probably close to 10 fishing guides uh that we deal with that um you know they post their big fish pictures and we share them on on facebook and and they help we do a fly fishing report every week um so they help us out with that and kind of tell people you know what time of day they're supposed to be biting and, and what they're biting on and, and things like that so it's a lot just to keep up with with our our own county people but it's it's great it's <laughs> i don't know if we can take on many more maybe we can get a coalition of uh of, uh, of chambers to, to coordinate one that's uh you know something else but anyway I heard, you know, I heard you were one of the originators of the Hook, Line, and Drinker Festival. That that sounds pretty interesting to me. What is that? Oh, it's fun. It's 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 my favorite thing that we do at the chamber. Um, we started it in uh, coli, or, you know, along with the Trout Capital and the Fly Fishing Trail, and we have great craft breweries in town and lots of outdoor gear type people. So we thought, you know, let's have a festival to kind of celebrate being the Trout Capital and the home of the Fly Fishing Trail. So. We would have about 20 vendors, outdoorsy, fly fishing, and then craft beer. And then we'd have a few bands play at the Bridge Park in Silva. And it was about four hours from three to seven every May. And just, you know, kind of grew. We, we were, were this was going to be our fifth year. And, you know, COVID kind of hurt us last year. And we had it, but it was later and kind of reduced. And then this year with the staffing shortage, um, a lot of our fishing vendors and beer vendors couldn't spare the staff to come to the festival. Wow. So we, we decided to postpone it till 2023, but I've got my fingers crossed. We're going to be able well, to do well, Sounds like a fun event. And I'm looking forward to come out and visit you. You know, I spent, uh, I spent the eclipse in Sylvan. You guys did a great job. There, oh, great. So, yeah. Well, we have to take a, we have to take a break and we'll come back and talk about more things that are happening in Sylvan and Jackson and Jackson County in general. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. 
This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. This is Joseph Franklin McElroy back with the Gateway to the Smokies podcast and my guest, Kelly Donalds. So, Kelly, you know, uh, the Meadowlark Motel is um, one of uh, the last time I looked, it's the only three pine rated uh, motel west of Asheville. Uh, and that's the award the state gives to sustainable and green, you know, uh, green, green lodging and restaurants and different kinds of things. So we're pretty proud of that. That's uh, I know that uh, <laughs> you know Jackson County and Silva has, uh, had this long time this greening up the mountain festival. That's and right. What stands for, what stands for stands for is are you going to have it again this year? We are. We are. It's just in uh, two weeks, a little less two than two weeks. weeks. It's on April twenty third, and it'll be our twenty fourth annual event. So that's right up our alley. That's how the festival got started. Um, it was, you know, kind of meant to a celebrate, you know, the, that the mountains are actually greening up and, and all the leaves are starting to come back and, and get the, the spring colors out there. But also just to kind of celebrate green living, recycling, you know, that whole movement. And, and it was a lot of, uh, you know, farm to table type stuff and nonprofits, you know, just kind of that thing. It just grew and grew and grew. And, you know, it, I've heard several times that, you know, some of the biggest ones, there was over 10,000 people there. It's just, it's, wow. it's a great event. It's free. Um, it's all, they, they closed the streets um, up and down main street is closed. And then the bridge park has music. Well, we have, we've had two stages before we've kind of tamped it down to, to just one stage. Um, but it's just been incredible. I, the first time, first few times I went, I just went as a, as a fan and, and just kind of, wandered around and then when i was with the uh casters mountain music festival i was a vendor and then uh when i came to the chamber uh i got involved with their organizing committee and somehow became the 
the stage MC. So I don't know how that. Oh happened. wow, fabulous! <laughs> so you do a little public facing stuff, huh? All That's right. right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you, so you, um, so it's got music, it's got food, right? And it's got, it does. You know, like, There's it's got vendors displaying crafts and things, and then also information about greenery, and then it's got like farm to tables type stuff, and like Absolutely. a farm, farmers market type thing. Yep, it's a little bit of everything. It's just uh it's just a lot of fun, a lot of you know, family friendly fun and uh just kids love it. And that's that's in two weeks basically. And that's it is, it's on the twenty third and uh, hopefully the weather's gonna be nice. We've got uh four or five bands, um, some of our local favorite bands. Where can people find out more about that? That would be on greeningupthemountains.com. Greeningupthemountains.com. All right. That's right. That's a town of Silva event. And it's, uh, there's a they, greening up the mountains has its own little organizing committee. So th- at the chamber, we help and we kind of man the information booth. <laughs> well, speaking of music, you were involved with the concerts. I think it's called the concerts on the Creek series that runs from May to Labor Day. That's correct. Uh, can you tell us more about that? Absolutely. That's something that, uh, Julie started and, uh, it's in its 15th year now. 13th i'm sorry and uh we have uh it's it's free seven to nine on fridays from memorial day through labor day and we have a lot of our local regional bands perform there and we try we we ask for donations but it's it's a great free night out for families and uh just a lot of fun sometimes we have food trucks that show up and and do some things and icy trucks but it's just a a great event. We try to mix it up with the bands and, and uh, which bands you got any 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 names that we know coming there? Absolutely, uh, Darren Nicholson, of course, from Boston oh, yeah. Range. We've had him um, at our place. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's good. Yeah. He's fantastic. So he's he's from Tuckasegee originally in Jackson County. So we always try to have Darren here. We we used to we we had Boston Range in the beginning, but uh, they're they're out of our price range now. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Darren is always comes and helps us. We we still love the Boston Range guys too. Um, we've got the Maggie Valley Band coming. You know, they're right, from cool. neck of woods, and uh, got the, the some some Shane Mead in the sound is one. Al- Alma Russ is one. She was, she's just got an album coming out, and she plays a lot locally in Waynesville. And, and you know, we get a lot of people that play over there as well across Boston. <laughs> I heard you were involved with the cashier's music festival and you got people like doc Watson and Steve yeah. Canyon Rangers to come to that. That must've been pretty cool. It was, that's, you know, one of the greatest things I've ever been involved with. And I, I hate that it's not still around, but it was yeah. a lot of fun. It's just another thing that I kind of got started going to as a volunteer and somehow became like a co-director of it. And it was just fantastic. And just a, you know, just, I, I can't believe what really happened there is like seeing Doc Watson backstage and, and, you know, telling him where he needs to go and, you know, Earl Scruggs kind of, we, you know, he was at the point where he needed some help to, to walk up to the stage and just, you know, those are the things that I won't ever forget. And just to see people in the crowd, just, you know, almost in tears, just, you know, thinking back to the Beverly Hillbilly days, you know, and just, you know, there's so many people that just have great memories of doc watson and earl scruggs that are just really enjoyed it and it meant a lot to them wow well cashiers i mean you you were involved with cashiers well you had some good stuff going on you had grooving in the greens that's correct that's that's like their concerts on the creek it's pretty much the same thing just memorial day to labor day 
Fridays about seven to nine. And then a, a leaf festival that still goes on, right? It does. Yep. I looked today to see if it makes sure that was still going on. And it is, I think it's October 7th through the 9th, if I'm not mistaken. So they, they it's a, it's a great event. It's a lot of arts and crafts vendors at the village green and cashers, and they have some music and things like that. So uh, Jackson County is, is also known for waterfalls, isn't it? It is. It is. We have uh, a waterfall and hiking trail map. This is probably one of our main things that we give out and it's got all of our waterfalls that are located in Jackson County. Um, we've got about 21 on this piece and then our hiking trails are on here and then our multiple use trails for uh, ATVs and bikes and things like that. But we, I'd say, you know, no surprise, that's probably the number one thing that people come in asking about is, you know, where, where's the best hiking trail, where's the best waterfall and where's a good place to get a bite to eat and a beer. <laughs> what, were the, what, were, what are your four, uh, what, are the, what do you think of the four or five most uh, beautiful waterfalls? I really enjoy going to white waterfalls. It's the, the tallest waterfall this side of the Mississippi and it's just beautiful. Um, you know, it's, it's an easy walk. You know, if you've got some uh, challenged people in your, your group that, you know, have some physical abilities that they can't hike a rough trail it's a very easy paved path and it's less than a mile up to where you can see the whole thing. So it's, it's nice. It's a pretty good little haul. You're kind of getting right on the edge of the Jackson County, Transylvania line, but it's, it's beautiful. Um, and I love going to uh, Whiteside mountain. It's right on the Macon Jackson line. And it's, it's my favorite view in this area. And, and then again, it's, it's probably a little tougher uh, hike, but it's not that far. And for, you know, an avid hiker, it's a pretty easy hike. So those are, those are my two favorites. And a lot of times it just depends on when we get visitors coming in from other areas, it just depends on how much time they have. They may be just here for a few hours and passing through to come to Maggie Valley, or um, they may be here for the whole week. So there's a nice little loop that they can do that, like from Silva to Cashers, to Highlands, back down to Franklin. And, and that's where you can see like places like High, High Falls, uh, Bridalvale Falls, which, you know, you used to be able to drive behind it, but now I think you can just walk behind it, I believe. But there, that's where, if you look at our map, that there's like a horseshoe. Of, that's where yeah. most of the good water I think I've walked behind that one in, uh, in the Highlands. Uh, yep. It's near Highlands, right? That, yeah, that's a nice that's right. one. It is. It's, uh, I, yeah, I want to emphasize to people that, you know, because I've been reading some bad news today. Don't uh, don't jump in the falls and don't jump in the and things unless it's clearly designated you can, uh, because it becomes extremely dangerous. Now it's, that it's every year, you know we, we see it every year. A sad one, sad one, you know. So, but uh, uh, so you know, be very, very, especially about young children, you know, yep. around those falls. But that being said, you know, some of them you can get in the water, right? Absolutely. You know, we've got a lot of great little swimming holes and, and the Tuckasegee River is great to, to swim in. But Lake Glenville is, is a great place. So um, there's lots of places to get in the water besides getting at the top of a slippery waterfall. <laughs> uh, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you have something called a stir program. Can you explain the idea behind that? Absolutely. Again, that's something that, that Julie started and she, uh, it's a, it's a business after hours. I think most towns have a business after hours type deal where, um, you know, after work, you get together at one business and invite all your chamber membership to come. And that business gets to kind of showcase what they're all about. 
and you have hors d'oeuvres and, and drinks and uh, mingle, network with your fellow chamber members. Um, so it's, it's a great program. We do it once a month and um, we're just now getting back to a regular groove again after COVID. So it's, it's great to see everybody come together and it's like they haven't seen each other in two years. So it's, it's just nice to, to, to get back to normal a little bit. And uh, oh, I know we're all trying to, we're all striving to get back there. Right. Yeah, we are, we are, but it's, it's a great chance to just, you know, it may be a someplace you've never thought about going, but you end up learning a lot about that business and hopefully down the road, um, you know, somebody's going to approach you about, Hey, where can I get my car fixed? And you'll, you'll remember that we had that business after hours over there and send them over there and, and vice versa. So that's kind of what it's supposed to do. How, how much was uh, tourism affected uh, in Jackson County? And, you know, uh, you know, I know in some regards, local travel became bigger. And so, you know, tourism increased, I think, generally in the area. But exactly. it also changed. How would you think, how would you characterize it as change? And what do you think it'll change back to? I think, you know, obviously, I, I don't go to uh, Julie's involved with our Tourism Development Authority. But just from what I've heard from her and seen numbers wise, you know, we had some of our best months ever, you know, during COVID, I think people from larger cities felt safer to come here. And we, you know, with our outdoors, you didn't feel as bunched in uh, as you did in in a larger city. I think sadly, a result of COVID is what we're all seeing with, you know, staffing issues and things like that. So it's, uh, it's been, that, that I, I hope we can get past that. All right. The staffing issues. Cause you know, like the hook, line and drinker, that is what is there's a reason why we're not having it. Um, so hopefully we'll get past that, but I know our, our business owners are struggling, you know, trying to find people to, it's just, I don't know why people aren't going back to work, but it's just frustrating. Oh, well, <laughs> there, there's lots of, you know, there's lots of needs of people getting paid more. It's hard to find them on, especially for hospitality jobs or, you know, uh, a lot of times have traditionally not been looked upon, you know, as being lucrative and, and big futures, you know, I'm trying to change that, you know, I'm at offering, starting to offer health insurance to everybody that works here. And, you know, you have, you have to, you have to, you have to start looking at it as a, you know, making it more into a career that is just a sort of a, you know, throwaway job that just anybody can do, you know, it's, it's, it's a different world we're living in now. But, it sure uh, is. It, it sure, sure is. is. <laughs> well, we got to take another break and then we'll come back and uh, finish up with some specific things that you recommend for people to do and, and, and some other things that you've done. All right. Thank you. Hey, everybody. It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us.
all pet lovers. Pet Avengers, assemble! On the Professionals and Animal Lovers show, we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. It mirrors that bond between pets and their owners. Through this program, we come together to learn, educate, and advocate. Join us live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. This is Joseph Franklin McElroy back with the Gateway to the Smokies podcast and my guest, Kelly Donaldson. So, Kelly, you guys uh, do really well with events over there in uh, Jackson County, especially uh, Sylvia. You know, I've been over to a couple events. You have that nice little uh, area. I guess you call it a fairgrounds almost like Maggie has a fairgrounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm tell you what, 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 what they did for the equi- uh, the the. Um, the eclipse was an amazing program with you know professors there telling you what was happening and music it was good and cutting into town but uh i i I hear you got uh you got some amazing fireworks that happened there you have the fourth of july and you have christmas too that's Uh, right fireworks on christmas tell me about that yep we do when i right after the first year i worked at the chamber um we didn't have fireworks in silva they they used to be shot near the historic courthouse and after years and years and years they decided that's not a good idea because i think they found some little little burn holes up at the top of the courthouse and decided it's not a good idea to have it there anymore so um we went a, a year a year a few years without having it in silva and brought it back and it's been a huge hit we've moved it down the road a little ways but you can see it from the park that you're talking about the bridge park so people can come we have a big concert about a four-hour concert and it's always a a fun kind of dance band with classic hits and then at dark they everybody can turn around and see the fireworks over town it's visible from all over main street and the courthouse and everything so it's it's been a lot of fun the holiday fireworks started um because of covid it's uh you know we we just things were everybody was just down and depressed wanted to do something and we had a uh it just long story short somebody contacted us and wanted to know if we'd be interested in having fireworks uh for for the holidays and we said why not so uh we thought it'd be a way for people to get together but not necessarily be close and uh, just kind of come show up not have a concert just be downtown and just watch the fireworks they're you know holiday theme colors mm-hmm. and uh it's a little shorter show, but it's, it's been, we've had two now and they're, they're really great shows. They're almost as good as our July 4th fireworks. Oh, it's out, out, of, out of the ordinary. So I'm sure people just sort of get, get ecstatic about it. It's like, they do. Yeah. We've had great weather. And, and the second year we had uh free hot chocolate at the chamber and, and well, it'd be great if it snowed and you had fireworks. I think that'd be fantastic. Beautiful. Be pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to talk to old St. Nick about that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we haven't talked much about some other towns like Dillsboro. I love little Dillsboro. Yeah, Dillsboro is great. Yeah. What's, do you, what, what kind of programs are you doing there? 
We we have a little visitor center there in Dillsboro, and the train comes from time to time. The Great Smoky Mountains Railroad uh, used to, you know, have a little hub there, um, and then it kind of went away. And then they they kind of come, you know, every so often, more in the season, you know, kind of from Memorial Day to to leaf season. And um, there's lots of great arts and crafts in Dillsboro. Uh, innovation Brewing uh, started in Silva. They uh, opened up a second location in Dillsboro, kind of near where the train station was called Innovation Station. Um, we've got some great restaurants down there. Uh, they have a good group, the Dillsboro Merchants and um, the Dillsboro Group down there. They have a lot of festivals during the year. This coming weekend is the Easter Hat Parade. I don't know if you've never been to the Easter Hat Parade. It's a I've great been to one in New York City, but I love Easter Hat Parades. It's, oh, yeah. It's fantastic. It's a <laughs> They parade down down Main Street there, and uh, just kind of everybody's got their little hats on. And there's a, usually a, a antique cars come out, and Mini Coopers, and uh, it's a lot of fun. But they have uh, two, three, four, five, five different festivals throughout the year. At Christmas, they have the Lights and Luminaries uh, Festival, where they put the little bags with candles in them out on Main Street, and everybody goes around and does their Christmas shopping, and Santa Claus is riding around, so it's fun. <laughs> Is there any other uh, festivals in other towns you want to mention? Gosh, I like all of them. When we have time, we try to go to to the others. When, when yeah. we, you know, we do. We love Jackson County and Silva and Dillsborough and uh, everywhere. But you know, we do. We're, we're just so blessed to live in such a great area. We we enjoy coming to Haywood County. That's where I'm from. So we we come over there quite a bit, and we love you know going to Bryson City and Brevard and all of our great towns. There you go. <laughs> so you have, I want to mention that you have two big publications. You're still in the editing game. You have a town, right. re, town relocation and eating out in Jackson County, right? We do. We just put those out. Um, the Our Town publication, uh, we put it out once a year. And it's basically our membership directory. Um, uh, so it has a, all of our members in the back in a directory format. And then it kind of covers all the events that we do throughout the year. And we try to get some stories in there when we can. And then we do the... Uh, dining out eating out in jackson county guide and it's just basically nothing but our restaurants and breweries and, and uh, things like that so we do those once a year they're super popular and then our uh, tourism development authority does our visitor guide and the chamber is responsible for getting that out so people can either request it on the website or call and request it and we're the the source for getting that mailed out to everybody well, uh, put on your personal hat, take off your hat as a, as a, you know, the <laughs> assistant director of the, uh, of the chamber. Is there any favorite restaurant you have in Jackson County? Oh boy, that's tough. You know, that's yeah. like asking a parent <laughs> who their favorite child is or. You well, know, how about, what... how about one that's, that's pretty close to you that's just convenient and you really love. So there's, yeah, yeah it's just, yeah, that, you know, that, that's the only reason you're, you're mentioned again. <laughs> I'll tell you. You're going to get me in trouble. <laughs> I'll just say we have a lot of great restaurants on, on Main Street in Silva and Dillsboro. Um, and we've got a good mix. We've got seafood. We've got, you know, more high-end things like a, a place called Ilda is a right on the corner of where Mill and Main break up. It's new and it's got very high-end food. You know, the seafood, we've got Creekside Oyster House, which is always popular, and it's right on the creek. It's kind of nice to sit indoor outdoors. You know, we got lots of great pizza, like Speedy's Pizza and Mad Batter. And, you know, I've, this past weekend, we had our uh, 
it's an annual brew hop, which the Main Street Silva Association organizes. It features all of our breweries in downtown. We have uh, Lazy Hiker, uh, Boston Falls, Innovation, and Nanahala. And Innovation has another site in Dillsboro. And then Whiteside Brewing is up in Cashers. So we're, we're blessed to have some great breweries in town. That's, that's a great thing. So uh, I got to close it up here. We got to close up everything. So why don't you do some shout outs, how people can find out some things that they, that the, about the chamber, about the, your towns or whatever you'd like to let them know about. Absolutely. First of all, I want to thank my wife because I wouldn't be here doing what I'm doing without her. So yeah. she's the best. And she, she she's sitting right there on the other side of the camera. She was, she was giving me some instructions there a while ago. <laughs> I heard the whisper. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, she's, she's the best and, and she's been doing this for 23 years. So she's, she's Jackson County's greatest ambassador. Right. Um, our website is www.mountainlovers.com. Um, anything we talked about tonight, you can hopefully find it there. If you want to call and ask questions, we're there every day, nine to five. It's five, eight, six, two, one, five, five. And the, we have a, uh, website for the trout capital it's nctroutcapital.com we have a website for the fly fishing trail that is flyfishingtrail.com and concerts on the creek all of that is is online all right well fabulous well thank you for being on my show today it's been thank a pleasure you. thank uh, you very much it's been great it's been great this is the gateway to the smokies podcast uh, and you can find more about us at uh, our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash gateway to the Smokies podcast. You can also um, uh, find us at smokiesadventure.com. Um, uh, there's a link at the top called gateway to the Smokies podcast. It'll li link to all our previous episodes and summaries and things like that. And you can sign up for a newsletter to find out information that might be uh, useful to you. Uh, this podcast is part of the talkradio.nyc talk network, uh, which is a network of live podcasts um, ranging from self-help to small business to um, you know pets to travel to interesting information that you might find useful. And they're all live. Um, which makes them very dynamic, I think. That, and, and I would recommend you go listen uh, to those. I actually run another podcast on the network called Wise Content Creates Wealth. Uh, and that's on Fridays from noon until one, where I talk about you know, content marketing and uh, search engine optimization and other marketing techniques using um, you know, writers and artificial intelligence and behavioral intelligence and um, and uh, machine learning and, and different things that can be useful for, even for a small business to figure out how to uh, promote their business. Um, and, and you can also find that on Facebook at facebook.com slash uh, um, wise content creates wealth. And my uh, marketing company is galileotechmedia.com. And of course, I'm promoting also my motel, motel metalarkmotel.com. And I hope to see you there. And I hope to see you next Tuesday from 6 to 7 for another Gateway to the Smokies podcast.
educate, empower. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. informed about menopause and how it impacts on your life? Hi, I'm Pat Duckworth, women's health strategist and host of the Hot Women Rock radio show, empowering women leaders at menopause. Join me every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. UK Time on talkradio.nyc for interviews with inspirational women who will share their top tips to rock your world. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 